Welcome everyone to Bulldog Bites, practical tips for busy GCs. I'm your host, Mark Enriquez, a partner in Womble Carlisle's business litigation practice group. Today, I've got a special guest, Jeff Hay, Womble Carlisle's global business group leader and also the office managing partner here in Charlotte. We've got some exciting news you may have seen in the papers. Womble Carlisle is going to be combining with Bond Dickinson, a firm in the United Kingdom. The new combination will create a transatlantic firm with 23 offices in both the U.S. and the U.K. and more than 1,000 lawyers. We asked Jeff to stop by today to share his insights on the future Womble Bond Dickinson, as the new firm will be known, but also to shine a little light on the process of bringing firms together and how the process works. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Uh, Mark, I'm delighted to be with you today. This is an exciting time for the firm. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about how this combination came to be? Well, Mark, as you know, we announced an alliance with Bond Dickinson last June where we agreed to work together collaboratively, not only on business development opportunities, but also on best practices and other strategic efforts. Um, And that process was received terrifically in the marketplace, both in the U.S. and the U.K. And as we were rolling that out, literally within a week, the U.K. voted to leave the European Union in what was known as Brexit. And, you know, Brexit had a significant impact on the legal market in the UK and created a significant amount of pressure in the UK. And a number of British firms last fall announced combinations, both with other British firms, but also there was a couple of combinations with US law firms. So as the opportunity presented itself, you know, we began a discussion with Bond Dickinson over whether a combination taking the alliance a step further in creating this combination was something that made sense for us. So ultimately, that's how we ended up with the combination that we announced last week. You know, I I had the pleasure to talk to several Bond Dickinson lawyers, and I was really impressed at the similar kind of culture and perspective. It's a dedication to clients, but these are also, you know, nice guys that I really enjoyed sharing a drink with. And and is that, um, you know, how do we manage to find another firm that kind of had that same approach. I think that's that, that's that's something I'm particularly excited about with this combination. But, you know, my, my relationship with Bond Dickinson actually goes back almost 10 years, maybe 10 years, uh, where we shared a mutual client. It was a British client doing business in North Carolina. And I was struck by the cultural similarities going that far back. And we started doing some business back and forth. And so one of the things that created this opportunity to begin with was we had an existing relationship with them and had a over a long period of time grew to know them and to understand that they did business uh, the same way we did and had a similar client service philosophy and, you know, were just culturally a lot like us. Um, Our listeners may not be that familiar with the Bond Dickinson firm. I noted that they have offices not just in London where you'd expect, but in a lot of other business centers throughout the United Kingdom, a little bit the way Womble Carlisle's focused on, you know, being where business is at in the U.S. Can you, can you tell us a little more, you know, about Bond Dickinson and, and their practice so that our, our listeners can understand more about them? Yeah, yes, and Bond Dickinson is actually the result of a merger three years ago between Dickinson Dees, which was a law firm headquartered in Newcastle in the northeast of England, and Bond Pierce, which was a law firm headquartered in Bristol 
in the southwest of England. It was a combination bringing two very dominant regional law firms together. They each had small London offices, and the impact of that combination or merger you know, three years ago was to create a national law firm with offices in seven locations across the UK. They've since added an office in Edinburgh, um, which gives them eight offices. But very much like Womble Carlisle, you know, it's a law firm that focuses on the mid-market, you know, with lots of larger clients, but you know, with a focus on the mid-market. And unlike a lot of the larger UK law firms that focus primarily on London, you know, they they have a regional regional centers that bring them closer to where the clients are, and from a pricing point of view have rates that are much like ours. As our CEO, Betty Temple, likes to say, you know, they have Wall Street quality at Main Street prices that make them more affordable for their clients. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And I know in talking to Betty Temple about the combination, she pointed out that Von Dickinson does quite a bit of fixed fee work and alternative fee arrangements, something that our listeners will know we talked about in earlier episodes in terms of how to manage legal spend and the ability to think creatively, sometimes moving beyond the billable hour. So that's something I think the two firms share and and can look forward to expanding as well. Well, one of the opportunities, so, you know, starting with the alliance, one of the goals of the alliance was for our two firms to share best practices. And we found Bond Dickinson had spent more time than we had in understanding pricing and understanding, you know, ways of working with clients on pricing. And, you know, it's an area, you know, as we move into the combination, you know, where, you know, our ability to to learn what they know better, you know, will help us serve our clients better. And, you know, it's, it's you know, as we got into the alliance, it really, um, you know, there are areas where, you know, they are more advanced than we are in terms of, you know, learning the market and learning how to do things and vice versa. So, I think the synergies coming out of this from a best practice point of view will help our clients. Yeah, no, that's great. You mentioned Brexit earlier. Our listeners may remember we did a whole special feature with uh, Her Majesty's special counsel and the uh, and the folks in charge of economic development. And, you know, I came away from that earlier podcast convinced that Brexit and the change in world dynamics will actually lead to significant increases in U.S., U.K., trade as they begin to shift and as the U.S. tries to go to a more bilateral um, relationship. But I'd be interested in your perspective of what it means in terms of global business, U.S., U.K. business, and maybe what it means for the law firms in those markets, too, as the world begins to shift. Well, you know, as you know, I was president of the British American Business Council for three years and, and I'm now chairman of the council and have spent a lot of time, you know, working on you. UK-US trade and related issues. Um, you know, I think Brexit is going to force the UK into developing their own trade relationships um, with the world. I mean, right now, the UK has not a single trade agreement with anybody. All of their trade agreements run through the European Union. There's a really big election coming up tomorrow that Prime Minister May, when she announced elections, thought she was going to win a significant majority that was going to make it easier for her to negotiate Brexit and to negotiate trade agreements, it now looks like, you know, she's going to either win a very small majority or end up with a hung parliament. And so, you know, Brexit, once again, is a little bit murky. But what is clear is, I think at the moment, is that Britain is going to be reliant on the U.S. to continue its trading relationship. We are each other's most significant trading partners. And, yeah, I think the prospects for 
U.S.-U.K. trade remain strong. And from a law firm relationship point of view, general counsels in both countries see growth in legal business between the two countries as increasing. You know, there as as our clients, as those in-house counsel hear about combinations, mergers, other developments, what kind of things should they be thinking about? I guess if you were to advise, not necessarily specifically to ours, although you can certainly touch on that, but what should they be on the lookout for? Are these generally good news for in-house counsel if their firms are engaged in this kind of activity, or does it depend? What what What's your perspective on that? I think for clients, they have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. And I think the question you know I would look at is how consistent is a combination like this with their law firm's strategy. I look at the Womble-Bond-Dickinson combination. Now, now, obviously, I've been very involved in it, but, you know, it's a very consistent move for Womble-Carlisle in terms of our long-term strategic plan, which has called on us for several years to increase our global capability and our ability to provide international legal services to our clients. And obviously, you know, combining with Bond-Dickinson will enhance our ability to service clients' international needs. Um, You know, from that perspective, I think it's very consistent with our strategy. Um, I think it will improve our ability to recruit talent in the marketplace and enhance the quality of service that we can provide our clients. At the same time, this combination isn't going to cause us to increase our rates. We're going to remain very focused domestically on the markets that we serve. So, you know, in some respects, we are the transatlantic law firm that's close to home. And I think in looking at a transaction like this, you know, you have to look and see how consistent it is with the firm's, you know, roots and and strategy. Um, You know, we also don't intend to launch an expansion strategy and end up in 30 or 40 countries. Um, And so, uh, you know, a lot of firms that have started on a transatlantic strategy have ended up, you know, growing really fast. And that's been very successful for some of them, but, you know, it's not worked out as well for others. One thing that Womble's always focused on is economic development efforts. I think of the uh, the work we've done both in Charlotte and Atlanta in the fintech industry and trying to really help spur growth in that kind of development. Do you think we'll see the same kind of involvement from a transatlantic basis as Womble Bond Dickinson? You know, beginning with the alliance, and one of the real opportunities that the alliance gave us was to build bridges from, you know, in fintech from Charlotte and Atlanta to London and Bristol, which is where, you know, there's a significant fintech community in the UK. We also see the same opportunity to build bridges from the US to the UK in advanced manufacturing and particularly in the automotive industry. You know, Nissan has a significant manufacturing facility in Sunderland in the northeast of the UK. And we've already had discussions with the automotive industry in the UK and in the southeastern United States, where automotive is such a significant part of the economy, about working together um, from an economic development point of view. And so I see a significant opportunity to build bridges between the U.S. and the U.K. and, and truthfully, other parts of Europe as we go into this transatlantic combination to leverage the capabilities of Marble Bond Dickinson and to leverage our economic development strength to work in industries that are strong in both places. Great, great. 
Um, I know you were very involved in this at a personal level, and I know this is this is a big undertaking for you know for any firm. I'm interested in terms of your own view now, looking at the deal, and obviously it's still the official and the actual combination is effective October 1st. So I don't mean to suggest the work is done, but I know a lot has gone into doing this. Do you have some thoughts or takeaways from the experience? And again, I'm thinking of advice maybe to. Uh, general counsel out there where their own companies are thinking about doing uh, other combinations or, or expanding internationally, if there's insights you might be able to share? You know, I think um, when I first joined the board of the British American Business Council, it wasn't terribly relevant to Womble Carlyle's practice. You know, it was relevant to my own practice. And I remember telling someone that you know, I was going to join it, that I didn't quite see how it was going to help me from a business point of view. And now more than a decade later, it is at the center of my law firm's business. And I'm fascinated by how circumstances can change. <laughs> and so, you know, and out of one client relationship and one relationship with one partner at Bond Dickinson, this entire combination has come about. And um, so, so you know, I'm always fascinated by um, you know, networking and how relationships can develop. And, um, you know, so I think the first point is, you know, if you go on our launch website, we have droplets hitting water and it's meant to be representative of relationships and networks and how they can expand. And, and this combination is a tremendous example of, of that. Um, you know, and then the other thing is just as we've gone from a referral relationship between two partners to a full-blown combination. It's been very satisfying to see, you know, the partnerships get to know each other and recognize what, you know, I recognized in that cultural similarity and in, in our commitment to clients, you know, as it's other people have gotten to know each other, just everybody recognizing that, you know, really unique cultural similarity that we share. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, and and I think it's a testament to you that you, you took an area where you saw potential, and that did ripple out to benefit the firm as a whole and kind of shape the whole direction of the firm. And so, as a fellow partner, I thank you for that involvement and commitment, because I think it's terrific. If you want to see the website Jeff mentioned, that is WombleBondDickinson.com um, is, the, is the landing page for that website, and I do, it gives you more information and details about the the, the new combination as well. Jeff, we've been using the term combination, and this is not a merger. Um, some of our clients and listeners may be wondering, what does a combination mean? How is the deal actually structured? Um, I think this is actually a pretty innovative and creative structure, but can you tell the folks that care a little bit about how the, the actual relationship is structured and what it looks like? With most of the transatlantic Law firms, uh, and, and truthfully, the accounting firms are structured in much the same way. They aren't mergers in the traditional sense where you combine balance sheets and profit and loss statements. Instead, a lot of the law firms are structured using a Swiss Verein, which is another way to do this. But we structure this using a English company limited by guarantee, which is a form of membership organization that both Womble and Bond Dickinson are members of that allow us to go to market as a single firm from a brand point of view while we're, each firm retains its independence 
in its own market and own governance structure and economics. And, you know, when we launched the alliance last year, you know, which was a pure alliance from a marketing point of view, we were quite specific about it not being a, a merger or combination, but just an alliance. And a reporter asked me a lot about that structure then and ultimately concluded that, gosh, this is a terrific structure because you get the best of a merger in the sense that you can go market together and none of the risks or downsides. And, you know, he thought that was quite clever. And, you know, we really said we didn't need to do a merger or combination. Um, what we found in going to market is two separate law firms. It was a complicated selling process to clients uh, because we were going to market as a law firm in the U.S. and a law firm in the U.K. under two separate brands. And it was really not not that easy to do. You know, ultimately, with this combination, it allows us to go to market as a single law firm under one brand while retaining you know, separate identities in terms of legal entities and independence in our own domestic markets. And so it is a interesting structure, but you know, I think from a you know, go-to-market point of view, it will you know, allow us to achieve more success you know, in terms of dealing with clients as a single firm. Is that a structure that non-law firms could use? In other words, if I were, you know, let's say I've got a, an alliance to do IT work with a UK firm and we decide we want to essentially co-brand but maintain separate balance sheets. I mean, is it limited to law firms or is it a structure that, you know, other entities or consulting firms or other maybe professional uh, groups could use? Yeah, yes. I mean, the accounting firms are I think almost all are using the okay. company limited by guarantee. So um, it is not unique to law firms. No, that's good. And I think it's, uh, I'm always impressed by the creativity of our transactional folks in trying to come up with a, a legal structure to implement client goals, even when that client's our own firm. So uh, I, think that's a, I think it's a great structure. Well, you know, we would love to take credit for the creativity, but, you know, in this case, we followed a not well-worn path, but something that had been done several times before. All right. Thank you. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you spending some time. And uh, this is an exciting development. Again, the actual combination is effective October 1st. So we'll look forward to, to that day and seeing the, the new branding and, and new website for the combined Womble Bond Dickinson entity. That'll be exciting. Um, and our listeners can certainly stay tuned for that. Um, I think we have a lot to look forward to in terms of a really expanding on and growing this transatlantic alliance while continuing to serve our individual clients in the way that we have. So I think this is terrific, and I appreciate you being here to, to share the, uh, the good news with us. Well, Mark, has been fun doing this with you and look forward to coming back in the future. Again, if you'd like to learn more about the combination, you can head over to WombleBondDickinson.com. You can also find previous episodes of Bulldog Bites and subscribe to the podcast by heading to either WCSR.com forward slash podcast or on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. If you have any questions or comments, you can share them with us via LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. Chew carefully.